Okay, welcome to episode two of I'm Nobody. If you've been listening or have listened before, obviously some things have changed in our transition to Transistor.fm, um, and we lost some stuff, and I'm very sorry about that. And I'm going to have to get my friend Molly Wallace back in to have another chat because I don't know where that interview went. But in the meantime, once again, thanks for listening. And after listening, feel free to leave a review and subscribe. I have a lot of conversations and you don't want to miss any of them, even though you probably just missed the Molly Wallace one, unfortunately. But in this episode, my friend Jared Gleason and I, we sit down and we chat. Now, the format moving forward is going to be, I record a brief thought of what I expected before going into our conversation, and then another one afterwards with a quick little takeaway of what I've learned. This project is really to help me get to know people better and grow as a person. And before we get started, I would like to let you know about a new app for podcast listeners. It's called Listener, and it helps you keep track of your favorite podcast moments. With just one tap, it saves what you hear into texts, and that's actually pretty awesome. And if your phone has any apps, which it probably does, Go to your app store, whatever that place is, and type in listener-app.com or go to Instagram and check them out at The Greatest Podcast App. That's all one word, at The Greatest Podcast App. And you can find out a lot more information. All right, well, here we go. So what I knew about Jared Gleason before this interview was sparse and actually kind of odd. He was the person at work that always worked harder than you, but always had a better time somehow. And he's constantly behind you doing impressions or that creepy Joker laugh exactly like Joaquin Phoenix. Jared is always consuming media and loves to talk about it and getting everyone's opinions. It's obvious that when you're speaking to Jared, he's so engaged and interesting in what you're saying as though your words are like a buffet of all of Jared's favorite foods and he just can't get enough of it. And I also knew that Jared loves music and one of his goals in life is to score music for a video game. And if you listen to any of some of the body shows, you've definitely heard all of Jared, not all, but a lot of Jared's artwork. Uh, We use it, he sends me stuff, and then I use it (laughs) as soon as possible. And as always, I ask every interviewer to describe themselves in three words. And Jared Gleason used protective, passionate, and goofball. Mm Hmm, well, let's see. What's up, friends? My name is Zach Wiseman, and I'm nobody. I'm a father, a storyteller, an amateur writer slash comedian, and now I'm nobody. Throughout my storytelling life, I've had two things constant my love for Kevin Smith, and the fact that I'm a white dude. My stories are from a white dude, and my jokes are from a white dude's point of view. And in that area, I need to grow and learn. And the only way to do this is to engage people that are not me. Also, I want to be interviewed by Kevin Smith, another white dude. But why would he interview me? I'm nobody. Join me as I learn about me, through you. Let's do it. I'm right, nervous. Cool. I've never actually done something like this before. Yeah. I'm usually behind the scenes kind of. Well, me neither. Okay. And I haven't done this with you before ever. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, okay. So today we're talking with, uh, well, today the person interviewing me uh, is a self-proclaimed goofball, uh, protective, and passionate, and is the person that uh, obviously passionately made my theme song, and I hope will score everything I make in the future. This is Jerry Gleason. Howdy. Hey. Uh, all right, man. You got some questions. I do, man. Good. Uh, Hit me with them. So, usually you'd stop at the top of the list. I think I'm going to go starting from the bottom. Yeah, that's better. And uh, let's go from there. Something that catches my eyes, even when I like come in and see you guys it's already. See, you seem like the person who really has a grasp of pop culture and an appreciation for fine arts and film. Oh, yeah. How long have you been interested in entertainment? Was it something you had seen, read, or done at a young age that sparked the brain to become a creative person yourself? Yeah, um, as far as pop culture, so I grew up in a place called Northeast Maryland, and the only thing to do there was this little arcade, and I was there the day that Super Mario Brothers showed up for the first time, uh, and that game, like, absorbed all of my time, took up a lot of my grandmother's quarters, um, but that started me down video games, um, when I moved to Delaware, my, my stepmother worked at a Blockbuster video, so I hung out there a lot, um, and I illegally started working there. Yeah, uh, it was great. And my, my mom got me a job uh, illegally uh, <laughs> working there, uh, which is cool. And um, but even before that, my grandmother owned a like a like a bar restaurant thing that was attached to a, like a movie rental, a five star video oh, yeah. in Delaware. Um, so I would work there at like the age of twelve. And she, like, I would vacuum the restaurant, and I got to rent movies and games for free. That was, like, how she paid me, um, which is weird, because that's how I started in the restaurant and 
like really loving movies. So when I got to Blockbuster at like the age of 16, uh, there was like these 25 year old dudes that were like the managers and they like took me under their wing. It's like, uh, they're like little brother. And every day they would give me three movies. They go, you need to watch these movies. They will affect you. Yeah. And uh, so I like had homework. Um, so I nonstop. And also once I left Blockbuster, I worked at a Regal Cinema as a projection manager. So oh, then sweet. I got to like see and understand how movies like were put together and like you know from the theater aspect of it, which is cool because I got to help cut. It was before like digital. It was still I was gonna film. say that they're still using film. Yeah, yeah. It was still film, so uh, I got to help cut and like understand how that was done. Uh, and we had like a bunch of old movies that like Wednesday nights we would go uh, to this little place called Wawa and get subs and put up old movies like Braveheart or like Pulp Fiction and just sit there and watch it in like the front row of the theater. Um, so I would say. Uh, but my first bit of pop culture that I ever consumed uh, was I randomly, uh, there was like this Dollar General that had comic books. And for some reason, the only comic book that was ever there was Black Panther. Um, so I remember grabbing a couple of those and like loving Black Panther. And that, that was cool. like my dude, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like I've always had it. My dad told me the first movie I ever saw in the theater was Star Wars. He wanted that to be the first thing that I saw. Yeah. Uh, and that came out. You know, obviously, like a little bit after I was born, so or a little bit before I was born. Um, yeah, it's that's it's, pretty it's, special. It's, it's for, always there. That's pretty special. Something like that for. Oh, we're gonna see Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, so and, much so know, that when my daughter was born, original, yeah. yeah, my daughter was born was right around when uh, Phantom Menace came out. So I made sure that that was the first movie she saw. Yeah. So I took her to theaters when she was like four months old. Yeah, and people were like yelling at me. I'm <laughs> like, like, I was like, hey, shh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only babies can take so many decimals. Yeah, like, but she there. sat there and she watched the whole thing, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is my kid. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's always been there. It's always been there. And okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Um. And, well, I guess this kind of ties into my next question too, because we're big kids now. If you think about it, I'm bigger. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see here. So, why do you think people in their adulthood, generally at any age, really rely on life to be so heavily influenced by nostalgia? Because that's essentially what it is these days. It's it's almost like a market for it too. I mean. Yeah. Like. Yeah, nostalgia is great. Um. I think it's because no matter where you are, you always think that it has been better before. Uh, you you know, when you think back to when you were eight, it always seems like a great time. Yeah. Um, nostalgia brings you back to something that just makes you comfy and makes you happy. And I think that it's, it's easy to fall into that. Yeah. It's easy to remember when things were good. Yeah. They weren't great then. Mm-mm. But when you look back, you remember the good more than the bad. Yeah. So those always seem like better times. Um, to me, Star Wars is always the best time ever. Yeah. You know, you're sitting in the theater and it's quiet. No one's bothering you and you don't have any problems. You don't have any bills and things are yeah. going off. So, like, it's those moments that are cool to me and those moments I hang on to. So when I pick up a Star Wars comic or a new thing comes out, it's like, oh, man, all right, let me get back in this world. Let me let me get back into this, like, whole spectrum of life. Uh, so... Yeah, I be- it's mental. Yeah, it I, is mental. And I think, like, it's, it's an escapism. Yeah. It's like putting on a like a comforter at the yeah. end of like a long day of work. You're like, yeah. okay, this is this is here. I'm yeah. here. Let me just exhale. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think nostalgia is making people uh, remember the better times that are in their life. Right. Which is good. It's great. Usually when you see something, or at least for me, like if I see Ninja Turtles, it triggers like, yeah. something in my brain. It takes me back. Yeah. Like what you just said about. I feel good. I feel comfortable. This is hilarious. Yeah, talk about Ninja Trolls. Like, yeah. I, I remember uh, going into a comic book and seeing that comic the first time, the black and white Ninja Trolls comic. Yeah. But also, I remember being at this real rinkety uh, movie theater with my little brother and standing around, like, the block. Like, we b- were waiting to buy tickets to go see, you know, Ninja Trolls the movie. So, like, it, it is. <laughs> Which it's, was an awesome movie. It's great. It's still great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no uh, Turtles in Time, but yeah. it's great. Um <laughs> But yeah, like just one thing can bring you back to so many cool, happy times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's Com- what Nintendo does for me, like Super Mario. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, with the new Switch out now, my wife was like, "Do you really need this?" I was like, "Listen, lady." <laughs> I'm like, "Listen here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is how I decompress. Yeah. This is how I get to be a kid for the rest of my life. I need this. I need to play some Super Mario. <laughs> yeah, I have a Switch. I keep asking Suzanne if we can have a second Switch yeah. for no reason because we don't even. <laughs> Barely played the one. But yeah, I think nostalgia has a huge effect on the human brain from, you know, starting to birth to the day you die. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's super important to hold on to your 
kidness or your childness. I, I don't know. Well, it's, it's always it's, cool to have things that like, oh, this has been mine for this long. You know, exactly. like your oldest friends are usually like your best ones. And, yeah. you know, you, when you think of high school, those were like great times. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't when you were there. It wasn't. But it is now. Because yeah. you're like, man, I want to go back there. Because yeah. I think that was cool. It sucked. It wasn't <laughs> ever fun. Only uh, just to do that thing, though. Yeah. Or whatever that made you. But that's only with the experience yeah. of having gone through it first. Yeah. You, you know, so uh, nostalgia is a weird thing, but uh, I, I like it. I like feeling comfy. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with Star Wars, obviously that triggers some awesome nostalgia. I'll stay on that for a second. Have you ever been to Disneyland or Disney World? And would you ever consider spending a crap load of money on the new Star Wars themed park there? And what would the color of your uh, Kyber crystal be? Oh. Great question. Uh, I have been to Disney World. Um, I actually lived in Orlando, Florida for a little bit when I was super young. So my dad took me to Disney World for the first time when I was like five. Um, I recently went uh, two years ago with my daughter and we had an amazing time. That's and awesome. I will definitely yeah. go back. I am pretending to save up money now to go to Star Wars <laughs> Star World. Wars, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that I could ever save up enough money to actually go. But yeah, I, I would definitely spend whatever it, it costs to get there. And I think that the color of my kyber crystal would be either yellow or pink. Uh, I think those two, for some reason, are yeah calming and yeah beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I love Mace Windu's color. Or, yeah, that uh, sick yeah. purple. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I heard. I hear mixed reviews on the park. I don't know yeah. if you've. Look, I'm a sucker. Too. I'm a sucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm full commerce. I am I'm a consumer. But uh, it, finding out that there's like a world that sets place inside the timeline is cool. Like a specific yeah. day in the timeline of yeah. Star Wars. But um, it's a newer timeline. It's a more recent timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. as far as the planet goes. Or the I don't set. exactly know when. Okay. Uh, because that was part of the backlash was like old, older fans, generational fans from the original or uh, prequels were like, why isn't this like set on Endor or something like that? Because I guess it's not, and I guess that people threw a fit because it, it's more you know, tied the, to the new trilogy. The the famous saying like no one hates Star Wars stuff more than Star Wars fans. Yeah, you know those turds don't like anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will love it. I think being inside it, like yeah. the Harry Potter world, is is beautiful, and I get fully immersed, and I'm a sucker for it. Uh, I have not been there. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I was suggested. I went to Universal Studios. While they were making it, and when I got on top of the Hulk, the roller coaster, yeah. I was like, you could just see the construction. I'm yeah, like, it was like a whole nother. It's yeah. amazing. And to think of so many artists that work on this thing, and yeah. so many writers that created this plot line just so that people can yeah pretend to be in a world that itself is cool. Whether it's like oh, it's not canon, it's not accurate. Yeah. I don't care about that. Uh, I, I like people trying to do something. Yeah, and, and I think it's cool. It's worth checking out. And I base it all, and I look at it as fun. It's just fun. Like, Star Wars is fun. Yeah, it's amusement. Yeah. It's entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And it should be. And if That's you're not having cool. fun, don't do it. Yeah. Roll on. So, if when you go there, you, you think you'll get the droid and the lightsaber I'm going to do everything. Oh, yeah. I'm going to spend, like, such a stupid amount of money. Uh, I'm going to build my own droid. I'm going to do my own lightsaber. I'm going to try to, like, push kids aside to drive <laughs> the Millennium Falcon. I'm going to be so shameless. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get it all. Yeah, I'm going to try to get all the That toys. ride looks awesome. I'm going to drink the first soda I've ever drank in, like, 20 <laughs> years because I think the Coke tastes different. Uh, and, and I want that. Uh, I want that Cantina yeah, Coke, I just man. want that. Give me yeah. that. Give me that ooh-wee. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's yeah, awesome. so yeah, everything, everything I could do, I'll, I'll do it. That's awesome. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I think I would, I would definitely give it a try too. But it's just yeah, at least once. I'll do. I mean, I'll do anything once, especially an amusement park, yeah. especially something designed to make me happy. Uh, let's. I'm gonna stay on maybe, I guess, some entertainment or some art aspect of the conversation here. Yeah, love that. Is there a storyline that interests you and really love that you would like to see be made into a film that hasn't yet? Or is there a different version of a film already made that you would like to have hoped or seen made instead? Hmm. Like a different version of... Yeah, I have actually an answer for both. Okay, um, sweet. I will say that one of my favorite storylines that actually just ended in comics is called Paper Girls. And it's about uh, these four friends that deliver newspapers mm -hmm. and then get warped through time. And I think it is such a cool original story that is fairly achievable and so, so entertaining. Um, one that has been done uh, ineffectively that I would love to be done perfectly, 
uh, is the Fantastic Four. I think that that's, oh, that's yes. a franchise that should be done so great. It was very close with The Incredibles, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that that's something that should be done way better. That's a better team than has ever been represented. Uh, there was a, I think I read some forums like before Endgame. And they, and people were like speculating, oh, Fantastic Four are gonna show up, but it's like, no, how? Yeah, because I don't, I, I don't I, even recall any Easter eggs in any of the other movies. Well, as far as like, I guess some of the theories that people were saying was that the snap sent out the shock wave okay. that could have created mutants. Okay, yeah. you know, which would have sparked all that. Although I guess technically Fantastic Four, they're not mutants, uh, so they can get their powers at any time. But I. Think that they're going to be coming very soon, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think I that's... think there is something in the works for a new Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah and I, I think the uh, the current Tom King run of the Batman, where it's like uh, Batman and Catwoman are like getting married, but Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle are having a hard time. Uh, I think that's really cool and and, and should be looked at. Um, but I think anything should be adapted. I think I think everything should be yeah. turned into something. Yeah, whether it's comic book or anything. I've always uh, imagined, or I, maybe I should write it myself, a perspective of a, a fan of when John Lennon got shot in New York City. Yeah. Like, I want to see, because they aired his death on, like, Monday Night Football or something like that, yeah. or Sunday Night Football, and people found out that way, and they're like, we have some sad, tragic news. John Lennon has been shot. Like, I would like to see the perspective of a... Uh, just a normal human dude going on with his life and but being a huge Beatles fan and being affected by that I I don't think I've ever really yeah. seen that yeah, it's portrayed a cool somewhere I don't know yeah right on and then as far as comic books or anything like that I can't I mean it's all being done right now yeah everything's being done but is it being done the right way no. or is it being done <laughs> to everybody no absolutely not uh, Pattinson playing Batman Raw Bat Batman Bat <laughs> is, is it gonna be yeah, I think it'd be very good okay yeah he I... seems like a small dude like He's like a, he's got to be my height. I'm only like I don't know. He I'm recently like, got nominated like the most beautiful person. Oh I think so. That's great. He's got a great jawline. Uh, his eyes are intense. He's a good actor. I think he can play. I think. I think he can play intense and sorrowful at the same time. Um, and I would say outside of the Twilight series, he has not let me down. Like yeah. he has produced some beautiful movies. I guess, uh, I guess that lighthouse movie that just came yeah, out with that him thing's and Willem great. Dafoe. I, um, oh, you saw it? Did you see it? I, yeah, it just yeah, what just came out uh, on DVD nice. too. So okay. yeah, saw that because I um, need to see that. That's beautiful. But, but yeah, that's beautiful. Even that one where he's in space with his daughter. Um, that thing is so good. Uh, he's he's a great actor and uh, he's a method actor. Yeah. Oh, is he? I think so. Oh, cool. I think yeah, like he really tries to change his voice and oh, really. So I hope he. I hope he does. I hope good. he goes and lives in a cave then. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Full by, I'm a bat. I, I'm gonna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, I mean, I love all Batman stuff. Anyways. Yeah, I think that people just gotta remember that those are stories designed to entertain, and yeah. they're based on comics. Yeah. You know, and it's you know they're they're just to have. Is fun. there a storyline of Batman that you? Th- you would have liked to seen like in portrayed and yeah I think Dark Knight Returns is probably the best Batman story. Um, that's a novel. That's a graphic novel. It's a graphic it? novel. Yeah. yeah, I think that they touch on it uh, or attempt to in a couple movies, but I think that uh, that's a very smart Batman. I think Batman needs to become smart again and not just punch you in the face. Yeah, that's like, that's the, not Batman. Dark Knight Returns isn't that when Bruce Wayne is like. 70? He's old. He's yeah, old. He's crippled. Say, yeah. He's like trying to die. Yeah. And then he decides to be Batman one more time, but then becoming Batman again makes the Joker come back. I think in the third Nolan movie, they tried. Yeah, they tried. They tried. And, and, you, like and you see yeah. like hints of it, especially in like BBS, they're, they're like trying. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. There's just, there's so many stories out there. Yeah. You know, there's just so much going on. Everything seems to I be. Think a, I think a really good Batgirl would be. Yeah, we haven't really seen. Yeah. I mean, only other than the old television show and well, Alicia Silverstone. That, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, gosh. She, but uh, I think that I think Batgirl is awesome. I'm I'm so happy that Harley has, you know, Harley Quinn has a couple yeah. movies coming out because I think she's a really cool dynamic character that yeah. came from a fan point of view. Which yeah, is cool. yeah, which is good too. I'm sure the fan base really appreciated that. Yes, yeah. and I like when I like when actors like like you know uh, uh, I like when they take on their own role and make it theirs yeah. you know Margot Robbie is just like 
She's that taking that. Yeah, that, the same way that Ryan Reynolds takes Deadpool. That yeah. is him, you know, which is so great. Because it makes the character more authentic for some reason. Yeah. Because he's just passionate. Now I feel like a piece of crap for not watching. <laughs> now I'm going to go watch, watch it now. I mean, I would watch it for her performance alone. Okay. It's not yeah. a good movie. It has a terrible ending. Oh, really? But Margot Robbie is standout. Phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. So she makes that, she brings that, that's what I like about certain comic book movies, or, or at least characters, like, it's like, oh, that really brings out the comic book. Yeah. Like, some of the Spider-Man stuff, it's like, wow, that's like straight out of the comic book. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Yeah, I think Margot Robbie does a great job. I think Jai Courtney is, is worth watching. He's uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. Especially when just, I, I don't know. I that's like when cool. people put passion into whatever art. If you yeah. have art and you're putting passion to it, I, I, I'm, I'm in. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. A, I'm a consumer. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, you, there's always stuff to be made. I mean, all the Stephen King stuff is being brought to life. Yeah, and not all great. Yeah, but I'm happy true. it's being done. Yeah. You know, like, the more things that are being done, the more things have to be good. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool. I'm glad uh, I got your perspective on that, because you're right. Like, anything could be anything could be done. Really. Anything could be done. You need someone like you to write it down. See? That's me. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. work on it. Okay. Uh, all right, so my next question here is, uh, they say laughter is the best medicine. Mm-hmm. What makes you laugh? Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, actually, um, uh, humans being themselves, I, and I spend a lot of my day just watching people yeah. just interact with the world yeah. and that is so entertaining to me. Watching kids, uh, like learn, yeah. you know, like watching that process of like their, their brain that can churning, be hilarious. you know, and like yeah. them thinking and like figuring something out. Uh, I think that is so funny. Um, I think, um... I don't know. I, I, a lot, almost anything can make me laugh. I, I think that everything is funny with the right context. Right. With the right context and the right point of view, I think that almost everything can be funny. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that everything is funny. Yeah. You know, not at all. But I think that I think that there is humor in a lot of stuff, and uh, I think people take humor in different ways as other people too. Like, yeah. I get a good laugh out of like morbid stuff maybe sure. or just like inappropriate stuff yeah kind of like uh ricky gervais like his type of humor yeah great for some reason that cracks me up yeah like jim jeffries like yeah. his humor is so like yeah kind of dark but i think it's so funny yeah uh I, I would say that the person that makes me laugh the most is mitch hedberg that guy yeah i think is so was so yeah. incredibly funny and it's just like watching an intelligent person's mind stream yeah and it's so cool and i i don't know i just uh, humans that that makes me laugh the most that's cool yeah yeah i uh personally i'm trying to get into like a sitcom like comedy and i'm starting over with seinfeld yeah and getting into larry david and for some reason i love that type of humor yeah, curve's great yeah curve is great uh just um, this offensive type of humor you call it call it out as it is type yeah. of humor like that cracks me up and i like when people take the time like not just ball kicks you know, that's, that's, yeah, that's boring and, and lazy, yeah. you know. But if you watch something like Arrested Development where they set up and they take the time to, like, make jokes pay off the right way, yeah. that to me is what comedy should be. Yeah. It's people taking the time and not going the easy route. Farts are funny, but they're lazy, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> but it, but in the right scenario, they're perfect. So yeah. uh, everything's funny, yeah. Uh, do you get a kick out of, like, watching people get hurt in a certain way? Or, Oof. like, physical... I don't know. There, there is that because I've that... driven down the road a couple times where I see a guy get flipped over his bike, and I just I can't help but start. Laughing. Yeah, it definitely it's comes like, out. Ooh, but yeah, <laughs> was... it definitely like a laugh definitely comes out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, there's there's definitely a threshold of when somebody gets hurt, and you're like, am I allowed to laugh at this? Yeah, or exactly. Should I run at them. Um, Suzanne <laughs> falls all the time, and uh, I have to like give it a second to make sure like she's hurt. Just enough <laughs> that it's funny, but not enough exactly, yeah. that I I got to I got to right. hop in action. So uh, like me, sometimes. if I were to slip down your stairs, yeah, I'm coming up here, I think that would have been kind of funny. If you, especially if you weren't hurt, right? Yeah. I mean, it would hurt. Watching my daughter like run her forehead into something like a shelf <laughs> is probably the funniest thing that I can think of. <laughs> um, unless she's hurt, then it's funnier. Uh, but only her, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't find pain funny. No, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, pain can be. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, a little too far. But it's seen... I, n- I never find uh, inflicted pain funny. Yeah, I I, okay, r- yeah. I rarely find uh, causing harm to somebody funny. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just the action of the fi- like like I yeah. said, seeing that guy flip over his bike. 
it looked funny and it yeah. just was so random. Now to me, what might to me what might be a little bit funnier is how his reaction standing up. Because right. I love when people fall and think no one's watching them and how they get up and like pretend that they didn't fall. Yeah. That to me is funny. <laughs> and you can tell they're hurt so like they're like, you know, limping a little bit, but they're they're still getting away. Yeah. Uh yeah, of course. Yeah. Most yeah. most things are funny. Like a good neighbor state farm is there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's gonna hurt. I my brother <laughs> I saw my brother crash into a mailbox once and it was because <laughs> we were riding yeah. bikes down the road and we were on the opposite side and my brother was like, Get on the other side of the road. Get back on the other side of <laughs> and he like hit wasn't looking because he was looking at me on the other side of the road and he hit the mailbox oh, cool. straight on. Yeah, that's great. And I <laughs> Yeah. Was also, I think if you know the person, then they're getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, when it's your brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's family. Yeah, yeah if it's family, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I've always liked physical comedy. Like, um, did you ever get in SNL or anything like that? Love or, SNL, yeah. Uh, I think, like, seeing, like, Chris Farley jump out of the window in a skit, like, yeah. for me, that's hilarious. Yeah, I like, don't know. growing up watching, like, Jim Carrey and, and watching yeah. how physical he was, like, yeah. you know, contorting his body just to make jokes, like, that's great. Uh, Chevy Chase, like old SNL, yeah. just watching him. Like, oh, oh yeah, like, you see him on a ladder. You're like, I know you're gonna fall off that yeah. ladder, man. But yeah. every time he does it, it's still funny for some reason. Do you get a kick out of like stupid humor, like Adam Sandler? Like his humor is so stupid, it's funny and it's almost. I mean, in a sense. like I love Billy Madison, yeah, and I love classic. Happy Gilmore. There's bad Adam Sandler. <laughs> there uh, is. I love uh, like Tommy Boy, and I think that's. That's close to like super ultimate classic. stupid, uh, but I don't like the love guru, which I think is also considered stupid. Uh, he, you know, stupid comedy. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's funny. For no, some reason. okay. Uh, I guess that was it, the Mike Myers one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I remember watching that, and it was not funny at all, except no. for the Marisha Harkate part. From, that is funny because I, I like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like uh, SVU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, I didn't know her name. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, cool. I guess it's like an Indian yeah. something, you know. And then I saw her. I was like, oh, it's a girl from uh, uh, SVU. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody that I was with told me, like, that's Marisha Harkate. Like, yeah. He's been. Si- oh, oh, okay. All right, cool. That's funny. That's clever. Um, yeah, I, I like I like most comedy yeah. if, if if people are taking the time to do it right. And yeah. it makes you feel good. It heals you. Is that yeah. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and if, it, I think a good comedy is like as soon as you get done, you call somebody and like you got to see this. Like yeah. the movie Booksmart. Yeah. I think that movie is so funny. And that's the movie I left there, and I called my daughter. I'm like, Yo, you need to see this movie yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, I think that's the sign of a good of a good comedy too. Um. When something's leaving you in tears or you're you're rolling over, like I feel like that's like the ultimate medicine. Yeah. For as far as laughter goes, so that's cool that anything makes you laugh, really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, let's let's go down. I have a question here. So, have you ever been to Comic Con, and have you or would you ever dress up in cosplay for the occasion? I've been to one Comic-Con, and it was Orlando's Comic-Con. Oh, really? Uh, it was super, super cool. Uh, I was overwhelmed. Uh, I I try to keep my cool around most things. I try to remain very calm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have this weird problem where I meet, if I meet my hero, I just start shivering yeah. from like my spine. Yeah. Uh, like James O'Barr, is, he was a big hero of mine. I love... Uh, the Crow, and I saw him there, wow. and he, like, there was nobody's booth. I'm like, I'm going to, and that's his picture right there. Um, and I saw his booth, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to go tell him this cool story about, you know, uh, about The Crow and, you know, how the movie affected me. And I got up there, and for some reason, I acted like he was annoying me. I was like, I just want one. Give me one. I'll, and I, I and I had to go. And I left there, and I felt so stupid. Oh. And I told my daughter, I was like, I can't believe I just acted that way. And I was so dumb. Um but that is the only Comic Con I've been to. Uh, I met, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Malfoy, little Malfoy. Oh wow. Um, what was his first name? I don't even know. Not Lucius. What's his? Anyway, what the heck is so I I met him there because uh, like him and Ron Weasley were there. Uh, William Shatner was there. Um, Cisco from The Flash was there. Uh, There's a lot of people there, wow. and uh, yeah, I took a lot of weird pictures. I love Comic Con. I think yeah. that's people at their happiest. Yeah. Um, and the second part was, would I dress up? Oh yeah. Okay. I dress up for no reason whatsoever. I'll dress up just to walk on the house. Dude, so, you kind of like look like the Red Guardian that's gonna be coming out with Black Widow. That's the reason I put on so much weight. <laughs> I'm like, I need to cosplay this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. There's been a couple people that have referred uh, to me as Hopper uh, to some degree. Oh yeah. And uh, did you do have? Uh, I know. Da- is, David Har. David, David Harbour. Har- yeah. Har- yeah. Har- yeah. Uh, he's a great looking dude. I hope, he's, and he's uh, 
Dude, you do resemble him. Holy crap. That's not bad. I'm okay with that. That's um, awesome. Yeah, the other side, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but I've also been told I resemble Michael Shannon, uh, who's Zod from <laughs> from the, the Superman movies. Yeah. Uh, and I can okay. almost see oh, wow. okay. that upsets me for some reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely. You're dra- definitely better looking than he is. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely dress up as as uh, a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's I would cool. have I would have no problem dressing up. I read something not too long ago. It was about an, it was an article about people dressing up as cosplay or costumes, their favorite heroes or you know video games, comic books. When he's going to Comic Con, and it's like. It's better for depression. It's yeah. better, it calms people's anxiety down. You're, you know, like I think that's just really cool how that's taken. Yeah. And uh, and mean, again, that goes back to nostalgia. I think. I think it's. Uh, I think Comic Con, like especially when people dress up, I think that it's you're you're allowing people to see your form of art. Yeah. You know, and you're allowing yourself to let people compliment you. Yeah. And you're allowing yourself to feel good about your, and you're also surrounding yourself with your kind of people. Yeah. So you're in your comfort zone, you're putting your comforter on, you know, and people are like, hey man, you did a really good job with your art. Yeah. And I think that, that is yeah. the best medicine. You know, like, laughter's a great medicine, yeah. but people being nice and good to each other, yeah. I think that's, that's soothing. Yeah. yeah. And I think, of course, that that's exactly why uh, I would do it. That's so cool. people can high five me and say, hey, good yeah. job, man. I'm like, hey, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who, yeah. who is... Deadpool, straight up Deadpool, everything, and he's a short, buff little dude, you know. From he's in the army, or whatever. But he dressed up, like he dresses up like Deadpool like every year. So yeah. the Denver Comic Con is getting big like every summer. Oh, cool. Uh, I haven't looked at any headlines of what's coming this year, but it's getting bigger every year. Here and also, Denver. like when you dress up, you get yeah. to be a different character for like yeah, a little bit. Even for like the subtlest, you're like, I'm going to put on this little character. So you get to yeah. be a little bit different than your everyday self, which I think allows you to be happier, I think. I, you uh, you ever would want to dress up as Spider-Man? Because I want to dress up as Spider-Man, but... But you need to see but me I as Spider-Man like, first? But I like, no, it's like, I keep thinking about like the MTV Movie Awards, like back in 2008 or something like, <laughs> where Jack Black got in a Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and his and, just belly was just hanging out. It's like, yeah. It's like, man, like, I keep telling myself, last year I told myself, man, I'm going to get ripped. I'm going to go to Comic-Con. I'm going to be, I'm going to get a Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I think that would probably dress up as Batgirl first. <laughs> Dude, um, could you imagine? Yeah, just doing something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, so for, for many years of my life, yeah. I let my daughter pick my Halloween costume. Oh, sweet. And she has similar sense of humor than I do. Yeah. So she always picked some female. Yeah. So I was like Little Orphan Annie. And I was, uh, uh, you know, from Wizard of Oz, Dorothy yeah. from Wizard of Oz. Yeah. I was Dorothy Explorer one year. Yeah. Uh, so I've <laughs> I've had the ability of uh, dressing up as a very large small girl yeah. <laughs> and uh, being very confident about it and having people approach me telling me that I have nice legs <laughs> which is never skip leg day yeah I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't when you weigh as much as I do you cannot skip leg day yeah well that's cool I hope uh, I hope you get to check out the Denver Comic Con oh yeah definitely because yeah, I don't know if you know that it's here but it's, I didn't. it's uh, getting bigger every year that's cool um, Stan Lee was here I think last year or not it was right before he passed away and but it was like you have to pay you know, oh, yeah. a certain amount of money to go up to him, but he was only there for just a certain amount of time because obviously he was old. So, yeah, um, I don't know. It's always weird seeing him towards the end when he's being like shuffled around by people and like yeah, because he's handling us. So, like, be over here, be over here, and sign this. And it's like, oh, yeah, man. I saw uh, Mark Hamill. He stopped going to Comic Con now because it was just too much stress yeah, or it's something just like too that. Much. And there was a picture of him, uh, and he was just like so. Uh, Know, like someone taking a picture with him. He's just I mean, oh. it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it sounds good from my point of view. Like, oh, I wish people would like fall over me for hours and want my autograph and pay me money to sign a piece of paper with ink. Uh, but I'm sure. I think you would get out of bed the next day. I think you would spend a whole day like, well, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> but that day, though, yeah. that day I would enjoy it. Uh, yeah. The next day, yeah, I'd be tired. Um, I don't know, but I, I can see how it's just so draining. Yeah. And some of, uh, so, so fans are so toxic. And, they are, I you think, know, and they yeah. just want too much of your attention. They want too much of yeah. what they think is real, and yeah. it's like, man, that's an actor. You yeah, know? like just let him be. Yeah, get his autograph and roll on if you need that. Get his picture and just roll on. Don't ask. Just him. say thank you. Yeah, don't ask them questions. Like, yeah, 
Because they've heard the same thing over yeah, and over. And also, like, most likely they didn't create the story. They didn't create yeah, the character. They're just, like they're just reading things. Yeah. You know, and, and, and reacting to things. And I don't know. I think I think people are just, they're, they're too aggressive. Yeah. But, but I get it. That's cool. I get it. Well, I hope you get to check it out. and Yeah. And, and hopefully one day I'll be there. Yeah. I yeah. think so. That'd be great. Um, all right. Let me, you may have already answered this, but do you like to chill out and relax? What's your happy place? A feeling an action or a thing that makes you feel most zen? Um, I, uh, the thing that makes me feel uh, the most zen is like getting home from work and just taking my clothes off. <laughs> Dude, yeah. You know what I mean? I, like, I could And it's not even like, ah, they're not tight, they're not wet. Right. It, it, it's something, it's just like, it's like shedding the day, yeah. you know, and I'll, I'll Winnie the pillow around the house. I'll put like a t-shirt on and nothing. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll just walk around. Uh, that, that is happy. Uh, being, I'm, as you can see around here, I'm a hoarder. Uh, yeah. I would say where I'm sitting right now is probably the happiest place because I have surrounded myself with things that are nostalgic and yeah. remind me of, uh, great times. Um, but, um, I, uh, I, I don't tend to be very lazy. Uh, I tend to do a lot of writing. Mm-hmm. I write a lot. Uh, and I do, uh, I take a lot of walks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I moved here for the mountains. And yeah. if it wasn't for that car accident when I first got here, yeah. um, I, would have, I would be hiking a lot more. But uh, I, try to, I try to walk around outside as much as possible and write as much as possible. But yeah. Is, is something like that ac- accident, is that like a wake-up call in a sense too, do you think? Like... Do you re- do you realize like, you know, well, the take weird... life life for granted? But this is what I need to do. So the weird thing is, I had a wake up call before I moved here, which oh, is wow. why I moved here. Okay, yeah. So that wasn't a wake up call. That was a stumbling block to like the most degree. Yeah. You know, I didn't have a place to live. I didn't really have a job. Suzanne had just started her job, and everything we owned was in that car. So when that right. car got like smashed. Like everything I owned was all over the road, mm. and it was just gone. So, um, I that that was I, I've had a couple wake up calls in my life. Yeah. That wasn't one of them. Right. That was just annoying. Yeah. Um, and it was it just hurt. It yeah. hurt so bad. Yeah. Uh, but no, it wasn't a wake up call. Um, it was just more like a man. This person has slowed me down from doing <laughs> anything I need to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So no, not really. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you're alive. Thanks. Um, is there a place that you like to visit or like a vacation that just calms you down or anywhere that so you for, like to go places? For many years, yeah. I used to vacation here. Oh, like I really? would, okay. Yeah, me and my daughter, yeah. uh, we would come here and just go hiking around uh, in the Rockies or wherever. Yeah. Um, but living here now, um, there's a place uh, called Rogers Grove over on Hover Street, mm-hmm. which... It's like a, just a little walking path. Yeah. Ironically, I got attacked by a dog there not so long ago. So oh. I haven't been back there in a while. But before that dog attack, uh, there's this thing called uh, the listening rock. And somebody had like hollowed this rock out and uh, well, kind of like you know, bored into the side of it. And yeah. then there was, I saw this like math equation. And I'm like looking at this rock. I'm like, what is this thing? And I eventually realized, like, oh, it's a seat. So I just sat in it. And when you sit like all the way back in this rock, Every noise in the world stops except for water running. And it's the most, like, you can, hmm. if you're sitting up like this, you can hear animals in the wind and, and people talking. But if you just sit all the way back, it's just water. Yeah. And I find myself to be there a lot. That's or, cool. Up until a dog attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Would you rather have it been a mountain lion? <laughs> Did you hear about the guy that just killed the mountain lion with his bare hands? Yeah, that's attacked? cool. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, if it, I that was a sick joke, by it, the way. I'm it, well, it's not a sick joke. It's, yeah. <laughs> if it, if the end result was the same, then definitely a mountain lion. Yeah. Because telling people you got attacked by a dog is like kind of annoying because everybody loves dogs. Yeah. And I'm one of the few people that like, hey man, I don't really need that dog around me. Yeah. You know. Uh, and like, but it's a dog. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. But I've been attacked by like two dogs in my life, so like I'm just trying to chill around this dog. Yeah. But if like a mountain lion around me, I'm like, all right, man, let me check this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, play play some Metallica like that one lady. Yeah, she I mean, like, she like played Metallica. It's like go away. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've had many interactions with uh, many animals in 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 my life, and uh, the dog the dog is the most boring. <laughs> <laughs> because 
you Ugh. get a dog and it just sits there and looks yeah, at you. It's, it's like, like, man, just somebody just bought you and they're walking around on a leash and like, whatever, you're just this thing. And then for yeah. one second, you decide to be an animal and attack me, <laughs> you know, because I have like a hat on or something yeah. stupid. Um, but no, I've had interactions with, you know, llamas and possums and uh, a, a lot of animals. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I just, I don't need the dog. Yeah. The dog and the horse are two that I just don't want to be around. Right. That's awesome. Man, I hate horses. <laughs> um, I hate horse poop. You hate horse poop? Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's <laughs> that's another topic. We sure. can get to these one day. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, cool. So you feel most zen when you're just doing your thing and an appreciation for what you've worked hard for. Yeah, surrounding myself and, by yeah. things that I've earned and uh, trying to create yeah art yeah when you go for walks is that is that a type of meditation do you do you have your headphones on or i have headphones on i mean I listen to podcasts normally yeah. or a movie yeah. um i don't know if it's a form of meditation i think that i do it so that i'm not lazy and wildly overweight you know <laughs> yeah. like i'm like oh, this is exercise yes I, I should yeah I, I probably should <laughs> yeah um especially i'm like oh, i moved here to do this so, right uh, i probably should yeah. um I don't know. I, I have a, a device called a Muse, and mm -hmm. it's uh, like a thing that goes over your forehead, and it registers your brain activity, okay. and it helps you meditate. So I actually do just meditate. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I walk to meditate. No, okay. I walk for exercise. Just exercise? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is good. Okay. Uh, I wear a Fitbit, and it yells at me too much. Really? Yeah. So I really try to feed it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, me, personally, I use walking with headphones in just around my park, just where I live. And I put ocean waves, specific ocean waves. Oh, nice. On there. Yeah, just for meditation. Oh, that's cool. Comes anxiety, something like that. Yeah. But that's, but I. Some people don't ever feel zen. You know what I mean? They don't ever feel relaxed. That's and, upsetting. Yeah. I think they just need to have a good conversation. Yeah. No, I, I obviously can't say that for everybody. Yeah. Um, but I think that uh, a healthy emoting. Right. Can really calm some people. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I've also had so many traumatic things in my life that I would say that I'm fairly calm on the everyday as it is. takes a lot to hurt you now yeah, yeah 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 do you have a problem with people being so dumb even though they have a smartphone in their pocket <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an honest question straight yeah. from the heart right there uh i guess it depends on what dumb is um i find that people are very self-centered uh, and I think that is because of a cell phone, mm -hmm. uh, which I think leads to dumb decision making. Right. Um, I, I think that when you actually talk to most people, they're not dumb. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Not everybody. I've yeah. got some absolute just turds. I mean, I'm being sarcastic as far as dumb goes, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are people that ask me questions and I'm like, you can easily just look that up. But yeah, but then there's a part that's... of me that's like, I guess I'm kind of glad they asked me instead of looking it up because yeah. if the cell phone is a problem, then they should kind of get off it. Um, I think that a lot of the problem is that people don't know how to interact anymore, mm -hmm. whether it's due to cell phones or due to uh, just today's climate. Right. Um, I think that's what frustrates me the most is that people don't understand how to interact with humans in real life. That That is the most frustrating Yeah, thing. utilize the technology for what it is, but don't let it... Yeah, I mean, it, a lot of people use it as another it's, extension it's of their a, body. It's a toy, you know. It's a yeah. toy. It's it's a lookup tool. Um, but and and whatever. I mean, we, we also force phones in kids' hands at yeah. the age of three. So like, yeah. it's not shut up. It's not their Look fault. Look at this tablet. Yeah, it's not yeah. their fault for wanting to be on something <laughs> that they grew up with. Right. It's like me wanting to just all of a sudden stop watching Star Wars. Like I grew up with it. Yeah. Like that's my life now. Leave me alone about it. Yeah. Um. So I don't really blame. I I don't blame a lot of people for their own interactions. I blame a lot of parents. You know, parents are mm -hmm. the worst things right now, um, and they're allowing kids to grow up with the wrong information. Yeah. You know, you give a child the ability to look up the information on their own, mm -hmm. but you don't teach them to trust that what they're looking at is true or false. Right. So they grow up thinking that everything they see is true, and it desensitizes and kind of turns a lot of weird things off in kids. And I think that's that's the frustrating and upsetting part about cell phones. Or the, and they're not. I feel like they're not utilizing it to their best, the best of what the ability of the device is. Because well, when I graduated school, or when I got a smartphone or something like that, or internet, I utilize. I felt like I learned more than using my smartphone and the internet than what I ever did in school. Sure, you know what but, I mean. But like also, like but that. you you grew up probably without one. 
You That's know, true. You grew up knowing how to find information. You grew up an encyclopedia. Yeah, you grew yeah. up also a knowing book. you can ask adults things and yeah. how to find information. And you can trust adults back then too. And now adults will just easily tell kids. Parents will easily tell kids, "Look it up. You have a phone." And then easily just tell the same kid, "Like, get off your effing phone." Yeah. And I think kids are not actually being taught. Right. If you look at anything, you look at a career. You know, when people get stressed or when they when they start breaking, they revert back to their core training. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the job you do. Yeah. There are some people that were trained better than others, and when you see it gets very busy, they still do a good job. Kids are the same. If you don't give a child the good core training, then they go for what they think that they're taught. Yeah. And what they're taught is find it on your own. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. Don't fucking talk to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's that's upsetting. So I don't think that it's the kids' fault. I think it's the parents' yeah. fault for not teaching kids how to actually learn and how to engage with society. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely cool. not a that kids' fault. That definitely answers the question, yeah. yeah. And I I mean, I don't mean to offend anyone if you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're dumb. Yeah, if you're dumb, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Hopefully. Uh, no, I think if you can utilize the technology for what it is, to the best of your abilities, um, I think I think you should be okay. And obviously, the times are going to keep changing. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to be having holograms by the tips of our fingers. Who knows? Yeah, but still, you have to be able to yeah. to know how to engage with these things. You have to be taught what to do with limitless information mm-hmm. or else you're just going to wander in the limitless information. So I, I think that with every new anything, it should be just that core learning and where to get actual answers from and who, who, who you trust. Right. You know, and that has to be instilled in everybody before anything else. You know? Yeah. You, know, you, can't, hard. you can't just give a kid encyclopedia and be like, here, learn. <laughs> yeah. And being biased about, you know, I don't want to get political because I'm not, I try not to be political. Yeah. But it's like, the spectrum of politics is ridiculous and I mean true and and for and for people that are still shaping their minds yeah uh, for them not to know where information is trustworthy yeah you know has to be daunting like it's hard for us as adults to see like oh that's stupid you know <laughs> but for kids they don't know that <laughs> right. it is stupid yeah. you know and or it's just not for me or for them yeah or, or whatever yeah. yeah but you were also taught to think without reading first mm-hmm. you know so uh, I think that's the problem. That ties in with nostalgia in a sense. Exactly. Too. It's like, this is how we did it back then. Yeah. It's like, we had to go climb a tree and tie a tire to it, and that's our sure. way of entertainment. But if at the yeah. age of two, you were handed a cell phone where you could watch cartoons all day, you most likely would never know that you could tie a swing to a tree or what that would feel like. Could you imagine just having all those cartoons at the tip of your fingertips at a young age? Because no. we I... didn't get cable till. God, my dad didn't get cable till. Maybe I was eight. I didn't have a TV until I moved to Delaware with my dad at age nine. Oh, so wow. yeah. I don't, outside of movies, yeah. I didn't have any reference of anything until yeah. nine. And then I didn't really watch TV until about high school. Okay, wow. So, yeah, I never really, yeah. uh, I, I was I was the kind of kid that like, if I was awake, I was told to get outside. Yeah. And I just knew to come inside yeah. when the streetlights came on or else somebody was coming to hit me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there was no like, we didn't watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I, I can't imagine you growing up like that. You took what was accessible at the time. Well, I had I to. That made it. Yeah. I, I was I was given what was forced to me by my parents. Yeah. And that's what my life was. Yeah. If it was a cell phone, which it wasn't, but if it was, yeah. that's what I would know. Yeah. But in turn, it was getting outside. It was learning things. It was getting dirty and social, getting hurt and meeting people yeah. and like make friends. You know. Yeah. Like, it's me going to kids like, hey, are we friends? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. There's no apps. And then the next day at school, you're like, yeah, there's no apps. Yeah. There's no swiping. But no. also kids now have apps. They weren't taught how to just engage with random people that yeah. are on a park. Like, hey, you guys want to throw rocks with me? <laughs> at cars? Yeah. No. Or, you want to go pee on, on this tree with me <laughs> so you can pee farther? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, yeah. yeah tra- just training. Just training. And, uh, yeah. That's cool. Interesting. That's I, I just wanted to see your take on that. Yeah. All right, I got a fun one here. Last one here. Right on. Uh, if you could put, if you excuse me, if you could pick any film composer to create a soundtrack for your life for every waking hour to a, wherever you go and everything you do and every moment, who would it be? Who's your maestro? Yeah, it would. I mean, easily John Williams. I knew you. Like, say I, I, I can't, I can't do something and not hear something that he's made. Like to look at movies that I don't even like. Like Attack of the Clones, and then and to and to rewatch that movie 
and to think that it's only as good as it is because he's punching you in the face of music and he's making you feel things that you're not seeing but you're made to feel because he did it that guy has created like themes for people when, oh, yeah. I, when I see like Darth Vader I hear a song yeah. and it's a song that he created and I think that that guy has the understanding of emotion. Yeah. And I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. And also, Star Wars has been every single defining moment of my life. Yeah. And it has you know, encompassed my entire existence. Yeah. So those are sounds that are of my soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that he has exactly what it takes to, to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. That's now, cool. there's also John Carpenter, which has such a cool way of, yeah. of providing tension. I'm... And then you have Danny Elfman, which can provide such cool aloofness and fantasy. Mm -hmm. um, and they all provide their own thing. Yeah. But when you listen to the Superman theme song... Like, it gives me chills. It gives me chills when just thinking about it. If you make those sounds with your mouth, you better be looking at <laughs> something cool. You know what I mean? Like, that, that just that song... Like, you're already like, wow, what's here? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. You know? And it's not because it's just Superman. It's because that is such a beautiful, just couple notes. And it's on a trumpet or whatever. A French horn. A French horn, yeah. So, yeah. Like, it's just a couple notes and I have goosebumps. You know? Yeah. And, but but people can, like, Daniel, like I said, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people that can do that. Um, even uh, 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 Gorg. L Ludwig uh, Gorgson? Oh, Ludwig uh, yeah. Van Gorg or yeah, Ludwig Gorgson. Yeah. Young dude. He's in only he his did, 20s. Uh, he he's did Black it. Panther. He dude, did, he's killing it. Did something else recently. Mandalorian. Oh, actually, uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Dude. Trent Reznor and Atticus that did The Watchmen. Like, all that stuff is beautiful. Yeah. But my my answer is John Williams, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, that guy, that, that is every single emotion that I have ever learned to feel has had him soundtrack. I think, uh, yeah, he comes up with melodies that are they're timeless. It'll be a sad day when he passes. Like, I'll, I'd be in mourning for that guy. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, like, that just, like you said, and it goes back. It ties in with nostalgia. It's the feeling, those themes. They stick yeah. with you forever. They're so epic, but also so understandable. It's, yeah. yeah. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. That's Those are my questions. Uh, thanks for uh, cool. having me. And... Man, good questions. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. Actually, I hope soon I can uh, say Jared Gleason will be uh, uh, my, my favorite scorer. <laughs> that's all. Oh, dude, score, score uh, that's, that's an honor. Yeah. Thank you. Dude, Thank yeah, you good here. questions. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, and like you. always, I have three <laughs> questions I'm going to ask you. They're the same as, as every single person. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So uh, first question, uh, what was the motivation in asking these specific questions? Why were these questions you came? Um, so I've been getting to know you a little bit these past few months. And, you know, and I just felt that... I can kind of relate to you in a sense of some of them. Some of them is like, because I'm interested in some of those things. I haven't done a lot of those things or I haven't worked in a lot of those things or I'm maybe not as passionate or a collector of some of those things as you are. So I'm interested in that. And that's why I kind of wanted to get your take on a lot of that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, I think you did a great job. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, number two, uh, what do you understand today about your life that you did not understand one year ago? Oh, wow. That's heavy. <laughs> uh, you know... Um, like, I, I like to understand the growth of people. So, I've just now started to accept the fact that I'm getting older. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, before, like, you know... And I'm still, you know, I'm in my early 30s. I'm 34. Yeah. yeah. But when I was... You're turning, a young man. Yeah. So, when I was turning... <laughs> I'm at my prime. Yeah, you are. Uh, I was 30, 31, 32. And it's like, man, like... Like, I was afraid of death. I'm afraid of getting old. Um, and then for some reason, I don't know what, it tr what triggered me. I don't know. But this past year, I've come to accept, like, I because I used to rely on the past a lot. And I think that uh, has effect on people growing up as a psyche. You may, you may relate to this as well. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You take that stuff with you. I think people that you knew growing up and that had a special impact on your life back then, you they make you who you are today. And that, that takes you that comes so you take those people with you i got a few friends from my hometown that are in my heart that i take take with them but there's certain bad things that have happened or routes that i should have went that i didn't go oh, i could be doing this right now and stuff like but i didn't and i used to rely on the past a lot and just it would make me depressed and like i'm not focused about the future and it's like for some reason this past year i've come to grips it's like i'm getting older it's like i don't think i'm gonna dye my hair anymore and like i like i'll embrace the gray whatever and i'm just like yeah, I've learned to really 
and for some reason I've I just want to like be myself for once like I just need to be myself I say whatever I want yeah except I'm growing old and uh but yeah I learned that um you know time is very short and precious and you need to just make the best of it and do what the hell you want to do and have fun that's the one thing is having fun if i am not having fun then i might as well be dead yeah right like i would just i want to have fun and i like to relax but having fun coincides with you know relaxing doing what i want to do whether it's you know playing music or playing a video game or going for a walk or getting on a skateboard or whatever it is so uh, but yeah the acceptance of growing old i've learned a lot yeah and uh it sounds like you had a good year. <laughs> yeah. Well, so far. Yeah. I mean, but uh, as Kylo Ren would put, you know, let the past die. Yeah. <laughs> Kill it if you have to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. So the future. Yeah, you're beyond, old now. Yeah. That's I'm cool. Old. I'm old now and you're I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you look good <laughs> But you just got to stay young. Yeah. At heart. Yeah. All right. And lastly, uh, how does media, uh, like, you know, movies, social yeah. media, news, uh, how does media influence our perceptions of race, class, or gender? Ooh. Uh, I think I'd mentioned right before, it's very biased. And I think if you're, again, it goes to education. Mm-hmm. And I think mental instinct, I think it has to just come from natural in- instinct. Like we grew up watching a lot of movies that were really masculine. Yeah. You know, be a man, rub some dirt on it, yeah. stop being a sissy. Now, do you think that because of those style of movies, you grew up being a certain way? Um, Yes and no. I grew up a certain way that I... And like it, what I just said, I know now what I don't want to be. I don't want to be a racist, homophobic jerk. Yeah. That's not what I'm looking for. You know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a member of a tribe of Chippewa Indians. I'm very proud of my heritage. I'm very proud to be a Native American. Um, and do I need to practice more of my heritage? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just the way I grew up. I was, you know, grew up in a divorced family. One's Native, one's not. So I had to get certain aspects of growing up from my mother's side of the family of learning more about my culture and i'm learning it more now due to media or or technology it's helping me out learn because they have stuff posted or whatever i can read anything now um but yeah i think media kind of really it's just a black hole of nonsense I, i mean as far as like the way you can take perception of life um but yeah I think that kind of answers the question. Yeah, I mean, I just no. don't like, I try to be, I have my certain point of view. It's like, I just want people to be okay. Mm-hmm. Or I think that's wrong. Like I'll see that, but it's like, it's hard not to judge, mm-hmm. you know, a redneck from Tennessee who wears a Ku Klux Klan hat. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, how's that okay? That's just my opinion. I'm sure it's a lot of people's opinion. Um, but the media... I don't know. It, it can really, for some reason, people just get angry. Yeah. And people love anger, Anger, I feel like. Or people just feed off that, the drama. Um, yeah, I hope I didn't stir away too much from your question. No, but, uh, no, it's perfect. Yeah, I yeah. just know that I I want to be something that I don't want to be and what I see within media and television. Uh, when it comes to movies, when I watch a movie, it, it usually cheers me up. Yeah. Or, or it's like, it depends on what kind of movie it is. Like, you know, I left Interstellar, like, uh, because it's like, is that what it's going to be like? Yeah. Or, um, I don't know. Like, I just, you know, or when I watch Star Wars, I'm like, man, I wish I was a Jedi. <laughs> or, you know, we all do. I wish I had a lightsaber. I can just, like, you know, slice my landlord's <laughs> arm off. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, man, I, I, I think... I think watching all that stuff and, and taking media in as you get older and grow up, you you try to do the best you can with it and be the person that you want to be and not what you associate. So, like, my hometown is very conservative. I try to be more open-minded than anything. Yeah. So that's kind of my goal. So whenever I take news or anything like that, and I, I try to be open-minded yeah. and do the best I can with cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Let's hope everyone's like that. Yeah. All right, man. I appreciate you. Dude, I appreciate yeah, you, This man. has been a really good time. This is awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so this is uh, the protective and passionate goofball, Jared Gleason. Thanks Thank you for, for your time, me. man. Yeah, this thanks, been great. Dude. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, well, as you heard, Jared is a thoughtful, passionate, and overall amazing guy. It was obvious to me that he had thought about these questions really hard and, and really wanted to the most out of this project. Jared is a super great dude, and every time he walks up to you, you know you're going to have a great time and a really interesting conversation. It means so much to Jared that he understands people and wants to spread love throughout his community. And if you're in that community, you're loved and protected. He's a hard worker by trade, and a music maker by talent, and a family man at heart. Jared is a protective, passionate goofball, and he's my friend. And I want to thank him for participating and inflating my head even more. I appreciate you and your questions. And a quick shout out to Behind the Bits podcast hosted by Scott Curtis. This podcast is a great way to learn about new comics and how they craft their jokes. Scott is an engaging interviewer and only gets the best. And once again, if you're listening to this, please rate, review, or subscribe or however your app thing works. Also, if you have any interest in interviewing me or have any random questions that I can answer via email or on the air, throw them over to nobody at somenobodies.com. Special thanks to my partner, Suzanne Grimmer, and to Jared Gleason again for our theme song, and obviously my daughter, Kelsey, for making me better every day. This podcast was produced at Grimwise Studios in Boulder County, Colorado. I love you. Bye.